Hello and welcome to Driven for Purpose. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, an evolutionary lifestyle coach helping guide you towards deeper states of transformation, providing you with tips, tools, and resources to support you every step of the way. Thank you for joining and enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Driven for Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, and today I am really excited because I'm here with an amazing, incredible, beautiful goddess who I was in touch with, luckily, just a couple weeks ago. We met through a mutual friend of ours who's actually a lover of hers, and we started connecting. It's some friends in the Tantra community just sharing how we're showing up in the world, what's alive in our world. And I was introduced to Miss Lauren Harkness, and she does some magical work in the world of New York. She lives in the busy hustle bustle, and she really gets things done. She's all about manifestation and how we can begin to create our lives, how we desire here and today, and that our beliefs and the way that we're showing up for ourselves is truly what represents how the world is giving abundantly or not back to us. So without further ado, before I create names or try to create a story, I'm just going to hand it over to Lauren. Miss Lauren Harkness, how are you today? I'm awesome. Thank you, Miss Beacom. I'm so happy to be here and so glad this worked out. Super grateful. Thank you. I know. We're streaming like across the world right now. It's like exactly 12 hours, 9 p.m. at her time, 9 a.m. at my time. So super grateful for technology right now to be able to make this happen. Me too. And yeah, Lauren, so why don't you, I know you do a lot of things. You're a multi-talented, multi-faceted, multi-dimensional, of course, being. And I'm curious if you want to start just to kind of share a little bit with those of you, those of my audience who don't know you, a little bit about the way that you show up in the world and how you support the collective in their own transformation. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, what a great question. <laughs> so um, I have many hats. Uh, I'm a Dakini and I do sexual healing and transformation work with one-on-one with clients, men, women, and couples. Um, and that feels like a really powerful part of my mission on the planet. Like I kind of drop into this connection with my higher power or God, which tells me how to move a body and how to coach a breath and how to say something that elicits a cathartic release so that people can have um, a really powerful awakening in their body of clearing trauma and clearing stuck energy, as well as awakening the pathways for pleasure and transcendence and um, higher states of consciousness. So that is um, one of my main passions. Um, I also am the co-founder of the Tantra Institute with my partner, Guy, who you know. Uh, and we teach classes all around the world. Um, we are very passionate about sharing conscious sexuality with humanity and how to, how to have real authentic communication and real, real vulnerable relationships that um, can stand the test of time and work through, you know, all the things that come up in relationship for people. So um, we're now throwing private Tantra play parties where we combine cacao and intention setting and magic um, into that space. And that's really exciting for both of us. Um, and I teach a lot of women's classes. So I teach Yoni Egg, um, one called Becoming the Snake Whisperer, which is how to basically open your male partners to their vulnerability through their sexual energy. 
um, which is a lot of fun. And, and then my personal project um, of passion that got birthed at Burning Man maybe four years ago is something I call sensual alchemy. And it's really about um, awakening the seven chakras through our sexual energy and using it for transformation and healing as well as the awakening of the pathways and so that we can be agents in our own healing and we can kind of combine the shadow parts of ourselves where we feel um you know stuck or that we we're victims all the time with the erotic charge it's almost like taking the power back if you can get off on what has previously plagued you um so that's called sensual alchemy and uh, i'm very passionate about that I'm also a jewelry designer and I've made a, a line of perfume called Radiant Ecstasy. So I have a lot wow. of a lot of ways I like to plug my magic into the world and I feel very grateful that I get to share with humanity and also be taught by humanity in a really powerful way. Whew, wow, I super resonate and love that last sentence, share and be taught by humanity in a really powerful way. I think that this is like truly the alchemy of being creators in this life, like both receiving and giving from all the wisdom that is here and how we get to create that in physical form. Mm -hmm. There is so much that you said, and there's a couple pieces actually, I'd love to like dive into, um, sure. cause there's three main pieces that you shared about yourself, which I think that a majority of the world either has judgments or no idea or preconceived notions about. And I think that part of our work in, in the world of sacred sexuality and whatever we, we want to categorize that in, um, is about helping people become aware. Like what is, since sexuality has been so repressed and so under the rug and so shamed and so not talked about, I mean, even between romantic lovers and couples, as you know, I'm sure in your couple, yes. you know, um, so let's talk about Dakini. Like if somebody has never heard the word Dakini, what would you say and how would you illuminate what a Dakini is? Oh God, that's such a good question. <laughs> and it's kind of like a constant state of discovery for me, in fact, because um, I, this, I've been doing a lot of plant medicine and uh, my shaman has this picture of the Vajra Yogini um, painted by the painter for the Dalai Lama on the wall. And as soon as I sat under her, she was like, I'm going to teach you. And so she's really been downloading a ton into my body about masculine, feminine, how to create unity. Um, but I'll just give a little brief. What do I, I mean by Dakini? I mean, um, a Dakini is someone who uh, transmits unconditional love through her body or his, and, and then in the male form, it's a Dhaka um, into a person's body to help have transformation and healing. Um, the Vajra Yogini is a slayer of illusion and ego attachment. So in my, in my cosmology, um, I'm here to cut through to the truth of the heart of the matter where people are wounded in their sexuality and relating, as well as pour unconditional love into their body, mind, soul, spirit, and um, to help support their own body's wisdom of, of how to be whole and complete. Hmm. So if somebody like, what are people like, if somebody were to find you and they wanted this type of work, like what would they come to you for? What would be their, their, why would, they would be like, I'm struggling with X and I need you to support me. Or how does that look? How does that work? 
Oh, that's such a great question. It's really everything. You know, a lot of, a lot of people have sexual trauma and a lot of people have ways that then uh, they have habits in their body that form through the nervous system. Um, for instance, like shying away from connection or disconnecting or getting really close and intimate with someone and then deciding, oh, I can't commit. Like, uh, you know, there's something wrong with that person. And so mm. there are habits that they've kind of adopted as compensatory measures for the original trauma that happened when they were a child, when they didn't know how to take care of themselves and they didn't know how to um, ask for help even. And so uh, a lot of people come to me with the behavioral problem that they're experiencing of like, why can't I find love when, you know, I know I want a partner and yet I keep either attracting the wrong people or, you know, their habits that where I self-sabotage. So a lot of times it's the behavior that, that brings them to me. And then once we uncover the history um, and we go into the body work session, it's about using breath, sound and movement to begin to wake those things up. And sometimes it's like they need to have a giant cry or scream or, um, you know, trauma gets stuck in the body in ways and then our adult mind is like, I, you know, I can't shake like that because that mm -hmm. would look weird for people. And so I'm here to hold space for the body to be able to have um, what I call the animal of the body knows what to do. And sometimes, you know, you need to squeeze your fists really tight and like pound the bed and like allow your nervous system to shake it out. And then on the other side, you feel better. It's like wringing out the body like a sponge. And then on the other side is more space for joy and radiance. And a lot of my clients over time watch their lives change. You know, I have one yeah. client now engaged and she was like, I credit you so much with with helping me get to a place where I could actually call in a partner who met me and, you know, when now I have this amazing relationship and she, before she was like always with unavailable men. So yeah. it, it just really, it really touches me because it's, you know, anywhere from, you know, premature ejaculation brings someone to me. And then we find like the vulnerable place where a man kind of goes up into his head all the time and checks out of his body instead of being present with the vulnerable thing that's there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So good. I think, you know, so much of this work, you know, sacred sexuality work, I really truly believe is really the healing work of the planet. You know, this, there's so much, um, juiciness that is kept in the center of ours, of our, let's say our energetic body, if we want to speak yeah. in that terms, but also our mental, emotional and physical body. And so often, we label things because we like to compartmentalize things of good and bad and right and wrong and broken or not broken. And okay. all of a sudden we get stuck in this story of what we believe we are. And uh -huh. it prevents us from actually utilizing the, 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 the healing and the transformation that is powerful within every single person. It doesn't matter who you are or what you're dealing with or with you're dealing with gut health issues or you're dealing with, you know, premature ejaculation, whatever, like putting yeah. The, the, the power back into the hands of the individual through being a divine channel to allow whatever wants to come through to come through. Yes, absolutely. Um, do you do, do you do session work also? I do. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Like I, I've never referred to myself as a bikini, um, uh -huh. but it's really the same thing. Like a sacred sexuality, like tantric body worker. It's the same thing, yeah. whatever label you want to put on it. And it's like, 
it's so powerful to just be in presence, right? The divine masculine, yeah. be in presence with someone and fully open yourself up to say, okay, I can see what wants to, to move. And in fact, I, I gave yeah. a session to a sister the other day and hers is around, again, being trapped in her sexuality of feeling, being called by her father, you know, like a cunt and a bitch and you shouldn't dress like that and you shouldn't do this. These are traumas. These are traumas oh, no. that are embedded and then they get stuck. And then we feel this desire to want to be sexy and want to be adored, but we don't feel safe. And so it's like, yep. how can we move all of this energy so that you can reclaim your power and your erotic innocence in a way as well? <clears throat> oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So Go profound. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, the second piece that I also wanted to touch on the second piece um, that you said you did. So remind me again, the second, the second part of your work is, there was three things you said you did. The uh, bikini work? Classes. Yeah. Yeah. Teaching classes. Yes. This is what, I, thank you. This is what I wanted to touch on too. So Tantra, let's just yes. talk about that for a second, because I think that um, there's a lot of misinformation out there just with anything. And let's be honest, like the roots of Tantra and what it was 5,000 years ago compared to where it is now is different, just like anything else. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to hear from you. You teach with Guy around the world. You talked about, you know, connection and getting to the root of our vulnerability and our intimacy. So first I want to say, like, what does Tantra mean to you? Or if you were to, again, describe to somebody who didn't really know, or maybe they thought they knew because they've heard certain things, what would you say? Like, Tantra is... <laughs> Uh, the the million dollar question. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Because um, well, what we like to say in our classes is, you know, saying you teach Tantra is like saying you listen to music. You know, what's the next question? What kind? And yeah. there are so many different lineages, so many different belief systems, and um, and so many different practitioners of Tantra that have taken all of their modalities and lineages and combine them through their body and then share. And so what I like to say is, you know, Tantra to me is about connecting the animal of the body with the spirit through the central nervous system and mm. allowing the awakening of the Kundalini to inform the person of what their magic and gift is to the world, because it's different for all of us. Like we all have a, a blueprint. We all have a figure fingerprint, you know? Um, so for me, it's about connecting with earth and sky and through the body work, through breath work, um, through activating the vagus nerve, through the central nervous system, and, and then seeing what experiences happen. You know, it yeah. could be, it could be lust. It could be like that animal passion through sex. It could be sitting for hours and meditating and allowing bliss to flow into your body um, and so it does, it is a vague, it's a vague term and it means so many things to different people. And I've also studied, you know, orgasmic meditation lineage, you know, BDSM, Kadoshka, Reiki, shamanism, you know, Tantra. And what I love most about, you know, my, my teacher is Charles Muir and Source School of Tantra. And he's the one who created Sacred Spot Massage, which is this kind of psychosomatic bodywork experience through through sexual energy but it really is about you know you can heal lineage trauma you can heal everything through this work so oh shit sorry okay. 
sex guy. <laughs> <laughs> he must have heard you were talking about He must him. have. Yeah, he must have felt it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. Funny. So, so anyway, so the the fact that this deity has kind of gotten her hold on me it feels really important because um one of my friends who i studied with samir he said you know you can't actually learn the ancient tantric principles unless you have a consort or unless you've been invited in from you know from a guru and so you know he's like charles knows a bunch of these things but you know i don't know if he's going to share them and you know it's it's it could be spiritually dangerous to share with with too many people and so i feel like the fact that this this deity she's like every morning in my meditation she's giving me visions she's showing me like triangles that open my crown to have the masculine flow through that connects um at my sacral and then this another triangle that is the root that's the masculine and it's this wide stable base that then comes up to my third eye and so she's showing me all these things and I'm just sitting there feeling, what does it feel like in my body to have this unity of masculine and feminine coming from this ancient goddess, you know, through a picture on a wall and then a book and then like some mudras and, and some mantras and wow, like this is pretty awesome. You know, I'm really happy that you are sharing this because it's really resonant for me. So three, almost four years ago now, I actually had my first Aya journey. Uh -huh. And I was in Central America and I literally had, this is where I feel like the tantric goddess, like Lelita Trampuri, that's who yeah. I thought it was. I was like, she's coming in. Holy yeah. shit. I was in literally like orgasmic bliss for eight hours. Like yeah. I have never experienced so much pleasure in my body before. And I mean, I was so confused because everybody else was like, many people were having a terrible time. They're like fucking hurling really? and like going, and I'm literally having so many orgasms like all over my body. And I was like, what is this? And the biggest download that I received, um, was that this is life. Life is actually this pleasurable and this blissful. Like this is your natural state of being. And like, you've just been initiated by the tantric goddess, the tantric queen of helping to bring this awakening and this awareness to people that are so stuck in the conditions and in the stories of actually that life, it, like it's hell on earth instead of heaven totally. on earth. Totally. And so I love that you bring this up because I'm like, okay, I've, I've talked to a couple people and I've taken medicine since then. And uh -huh. each time since then, it's been another, like, I'm just having a beautiful orgasmic experience. And so mm -hmm. I'm really happy that you're bringing this into the sphere because I'm like, okay, like the, it's not just me. <laughs> like the, this yeah. is, and I really believe that I have another friend who does um, sacred spot and he's a tantric. He would be a DACA, I, I, I suppose, yeah. um, if we were to put names on it. And he, he, um, he, he says that, you know, he spent a lot of time in the medicine community and he's also in the ISTA community and, and in this field. Uh -huh. And he's like, dude, I feel like there's a very um, powerful bridge that can unite both worlds because you have typically the medicine world and the community yeah. who is oftentimes devoid of sexuality. They're very strict and very, you know, and then you have the tantric world, which is really sometimes even can be over consumed with the sexuality aspect of it. Um, not always, but sometimes, yeah. you know, and there's this beautiful merging that can happen between both of these worlds that I, and it sounds like you as well, have already experienced in your own personal journey. Totally. Oh, thank you for saying that. It's so true. And um, I'm, I'm actually going to train to facilitate 
plant medicine as well, because I believe, I believe you're so right. Like the marriage of the two and through the wisdom of the body is, um, wow, unparalleled. I can't, I can't wait to see like how, what that opens and what that brings for healing. And, and something I want to share too, like with people who may be listening to this and being like, well, I can't do that in my body. Like my body doesn't do that. So, you know, what the fuck? Um, I want to, I just want to say like everyone's body is capable of this. And a lot of times, you know, people shy away from their sexual expansion because what happens is it brings up pain first. It brings up the things where maybe you have heartbreak from the past or you felt betrayed by somebody um, and so as you start to awaken your sexual energy, all you feel is like, like, Ooh, the betrayal wound or the tears that you never cried. Yeah. And so what I want to say is like, welcome those. And the, the way through is to actually meet those painful spots with your orgasmic energy. And that's what will start to transmute and clear and make way for all of these pathways of pleasure that are so transcendent. And this is so important. I'm glad that you're speaking into that because in our society, like having been heavily conditioned by um, an over-masculinized or not fully integrated, that's what I would like to say, a yeah. not fully integrated masculine um, structure, which is like, don't feel, be a big boy, grow yeah. up, like don't cry, feelings are bad. It's like repressing the feminine energy, which is within all of us. And the feminine is where we get to feel so that we can heal. And ancient lineages, I don't care what you're talking about. I don't care if you're talking about yoga or if you're talking about Qigong or, or Taoism, they all, or, or acupuncture, whatever, whatever it is, they all talk about energy. Energy needs to move. It needs to circulate in the body. If it doesn't move, it creates stagnation. This is what creates disease, whether that disease manifests in your mind as depression or it manifests in your physical body as cancer or some other autoimmune disease. It's like we have repressed our feelings for so, so, so long. We haven't been given safe containers. And this is why I think either the tantric work or the dakini work is so important because we give you a space for you to fucking scream and yell and pound and act like a wild banshee and you don't feel bad about it. And one of the things that I think is, that I hope is coming through is that the more and more of us who understand emotional release and understand the nervous system and understand the power of moving shit through our body. And I'm not talking about going to a spin class. Like that's great. Go do that if you want to, but that's also very masculine and that's not allowing you to feel you're pushing through like your physical body is feeling, but where are the emotions that are continuing to be stuck and like condensed into your physical body instead of expanding. And I hope that like the more and more we start to access and give people space and permission and tools to release emotions and move through things that we just begin to see emotions as things that move as energy and motion as it's okay if you're crying and as if you're screaming, but as long as you're not screaming at someone, like do your own things, do your hand screams, do your pillow pounding, whatever yeah. you need to do. It's okay. And like, take care of yourself. But like so often, I mean, I've even had people in the ISTA community have shared on the Facebook group that, um, <laughs> that they've done emotional release and then they've had their the cops called on them because oh. they live in an apartment building or something right. and people are like oh my god what's going on and it's like it's so not normal to be giving yeah. ourselves these permissions and we don't have the tools nobody really gives us the tools they give us medicine called depressants instead of actually yeah. giving us tools to help us liberate oh my god amen sister it's so true it's so true and you know i believe that emotions are like waves they ride they crest they peak and they recede on their own 
And a lot of times we're either taught to shut up or go to your room or like whatever it is, right when you're in the height of the most intense part of the emotion. And what that does is it freezes and it locks it in your body. So every time you get re-triggered, you're like at that same level of intensity of emotion. And then you're like, what the fuck do I do? Let me numb out. Let me eat food. Let me watch TV. Let me like get my addictions on. When if we were to just be allowed to cry all the way through until it recedes on its own or scream or like get mad and throw a temper tantrum. And then, you know, it's like little kids, they do this on their own. They throw a temper tantrum and two minutes later, they get up and they're happy. And that's how human emotions should be held to work because it is, like you said, it's like an energy in motion and it will come to neutrality on its own. Oh, there's so much in here. And I'm, I'm really loving the way that this conversation is going because it's giving such a wide um, perspective on what I think the majority of the many people, let's say the majority of mass consciousness who is kind of aware of Tantra, but isn't yeah. fully in the field can just kind of have these ideas or stereotypes around it. And I think that yeah. one thing you pointed to, which I'd love to expand a little bit deeper into as well is like where your emotions meet your orgasmic potential. So if people are like, wait, what? Like, how would you explain that to people? What would you say um, in in that beautiful crescent meeting point, what that looks like? That's an awesome question too. So um, I teach a lot of self-practice in my sensual alchemy practice because um, we often don't have a sense of agency of our own healing. And so I encourage my clients and my students to um, bring the truth of their emotion and marry it with her orgasmic energy. So if like, if you need to cry, like give yourself that good cry orgasm. Um, Or if you feel like a well of something and it goes up into your throat and then you go numb, make the sound of what numb feels like. You know, Mm. you can be touching yourself at the same time as you're doing this work, or you can simply sit and breathe and rock your hips and like roll your, your spine to awaken your Kundalini while you're using your breath down into what you're feeling and sounding it produces the parasympathetic response of the vagus nerve which helps to move that stuck energy so you know a lot of times people especially women they have trauma and then they'll they'll self-pleasure or they'll have sex and they're like you know what i either go numb or i check out or i have a lot of pain or i just don't want to feel that so i'm just gonna put my sexuality in a box and lock it away and forget it even exists you know and what i say is like you have so much power if you bring the box of your sexuality and all of those things that are buried under the surface and instead of shying away from it you know give yourself three orgasms in a row and like think about all the fucked up shit that happened to you at the same time as you come and i promise you you will feel different on the other side and the more you do that the more layers of the onion you're peeling back and transmuting is that clear? I know sometimes I'm really like, woo-woo. Yeah, I know. I would love to just kind of like shoot it back to you and you can yeah. tell me if like what I, what I was, was perceiving yeah. was, was uh, aligned. So what, what I'm feeling is that it's really like um, reclaiming your sexual power and reclaiming, like no longer allowing the things, whether it was the sexual abuse or whether it was the micro traumas or whether it yeah. was whatever it was that is oftentimes unconsciously, sometimes consciously. I mean, sexual abuse can be unconscious and conscious. And sometimes we know that we're repressing it and we're too afraid to go there. So 
anytime that we're too afraid to go there and or continue in the victim state, we prevent ourselves from actually reclaiming and, hey, this thing happened to me. It caused this feeling. I'm going to choose to re-go there and have power over my own body and how it responds so that I can allow myself to align to a different vibrational frequency when this thing comes up in whatever way. So brilliantly put. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's, it's, it's like, I say this too, like if you can get off on anything that happened to you, it has no more power over you, you know? And I I think I shared earlier, like I had, I basically manifested my worst nightmare in a relationship this winter and it devastated me. And then when I finally hit bottom, I was like, Oh wait, this is fucking awesome because I have total freedom now over this way I used to get always jealous or like fear that my partner would leave me for somebody else. And like, it would trip me up over and over and over again. And right now I'm like, wait a minute, <clears throat> I never have to be afraid of that happening. Cause it happened. And here I am this beautiful, amazing woman, like turned on and alive. And wow, that's true freedom. It's true freedom. I think this is, I'm so glad that you brought this up because I think that this is very pertinent in where we're at in our collective um, trauma, let's just say, the coronavirus, our collective pain body, right? Like the fear of dying, the fear of being isolated, the fear of not being connected. I mean, they are literally shutting down borders now. And many of the fear of your root chakra, like money, I mean, the stock market, all of these things, it's like, I really believe, and I, I have a feeling, I think we spoke about this before, that you also believe in similar that we are the creators of our reality and anything that comes up and comes into our field, we have the ability. If we are choosing to be in our conscious mind, we have the ability to transmute and transcend that. So it's like when the disaster or the catastrophe happens, do you stay in the low vibrational of victim and wallow and like, Oh, woe is me. Oh my God. Devastation. Or do you, see the story that's playing out of like, holy shit, this is really intense. And this can like create a lot of challenge in our current situation, whether it's the loss of a lover or uh, the death of a, you know, a bunch of people through coronavirus. And do you choose to allow the story that's there to help you transcend and move on past it to become and come over you and stay stuck in depression and sadness forever? And oh my God, see, I told you, I knew this was going to happen. Or do you choose to say, okay, wow, this is interesting. Like how in the world did we or I manifest this? Oh, I manifested this so that I can really realize that my worst fear has been brought to me so that I no longer have to be stuck in a vibration of fear and scarcity so that this thing no longer has control over me because I know that regardless of what happens, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to move through it. And I will no longer have to deal with this story keeping me stuck if I choose to reach a higher level of vibration while I'm in it. Completely. Boom. It's, it's so powerful because you know, I think, you know, whatever the powers that be, um, our powerlessness serves. And when we take our power back, all of a sudden we're unstoppable and we can create Mm. anything because Mm. there is nothing holding you back, you know? And I, I, I like to think about that, the mirror of the inside to the outside. And it's like, okay, when some, maybe you have a relationship pattern that keeps hitting you, like, where is it inside of you that you feel wounded and fractured or 
Where do you have abandonment issues um, that then are pulling the wound to you and the people that you're picking? Wow, how can you take your power back from that and say, um, no more, I'm going to learn how to source my safety from within so that I don't actually need anything or anyone outside yes. of me to feel whole and complete. Like it's, it's, it's a gift in a way. Like, I feel like all of the pain is a gift because mm. it allows these seeds of, you know, it's like, I think our core wounds are the opposite side of our greatest gift. You know, my teacher says, you know, the trauma in the body is unpotentiated power that you can use towards your purpose. And so every time you have the courage to look at whatever is going on and take your power back, you have access to all of the, the power that was stuck there is now being, you can channel it towards your mission in life. You can channel it towards creating community or creating, you know, more love and inclusivity in the world. It's, it's, it's really, um, it's kind of like a ninja move of humanity. And I feel like every single person has this, this at their fingertips. Mm, this is so, so beautiful. And I really resonate with this. And this is something that when I work with Sprout, when we do our sex magic temples, it's like helping build this awareness that sex energy, when you boil it down, it is the creative life force potential that resides within us and all things everywhere. It is the very reason why we are all here. It is when masculine and feminine connect and there becomes life on this earth. And I think that when we start to look at it like that, with like, no, sex energy, <clears throat> it's bad. Oh my gosh, no, I can't. I've, I, it controls me or it, you know, whatever the stories yeah. are. And we start to just really utilize it as actually it's a powerful transformation that I get to choose how I want to alchemize it in the world. And my sex energy can be put into my pleasure. It can be put into my relationship. It can be put into my passion of how I want to show up in the world of realizing that I am divine, that I am great. I am a God, God, goddess, you know, and I have the yeah. potential to actually show up in this world in a way that is meaningful, in a way that matters, in a way that hasn't been conditioned or robotic because I'm just another person in a part of a system. And I really, I personally believe and hope at least that this new wave, just like the yoga movement swept over and it really did support a lot of people. It helped them get into touch with spirit and their breath and their bodies in a different way. I feel that Tantra will be another big wave. And I hope that what it does is help us bring us closer to ourselves, to the creator and to each other, which is ultimately what I believe that many of us long for, whether on a conscious or subconscious level. Totally. I have the chills all over. Oh, <laughs> you're wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's so good. It really is so good. And, oh, I don't know. I've been thinking about this idea of the void as feminine and then intention as masculine. It's like we like like the the arrows of our intentions shoot into this void of everything that's possible. Like, you know, the land of infinite possibilities exists. So what do you want to align your masculine energy and shoot it towards, you know, recreating more suffering? Or do you want to align your arrow and shoot it towards like conscious creation of all kinds like there's a yes. choice we all have it yeah and as we're starting we're at a place in our human evolution where we no longer have to work eight hours a day just to feed ourselves 
Like we know we no longer have to work eight hours a day to make sure that our houses are warm enough for us to be in and we have food on the table. So that means we have so much more time and the ability to truly begin to become conscious of why we're doing what we're doing because we're no longer at, we're really no longer at a root chakra based like level in our humanity. You know, we're moving up. We've understand our, our root where we've understand procreation and expansion and creation. And we've understand even like more of our personal power, especially in the West, especially in America, like this me, my individual, like, yes, you don't need anybody, but fuck, it's really better if you do have everybody. And in some oh, way really? you do need the collective, you know, yeah. and, and this is where I feel like we're anyway. So you can't yes. actually, there is no separation. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, there's just so much, so much in this world. Um, well, wow, this has been so beautiful. And I think that this is going to give people a lot of kind of an understanding when I start these, you know, start these conversations out, I just see the vibration of the person and I see the work that the person is doing in the world. And I trust that the, whatever the alignment is, brings us to this point at this certain time. I know we tried to connect a couple of times and it didn't yeah. happen and it's all divine and it's here. And I like to ask, you know, you a question. If somebody is listening to this podcast and maybe they've never given themselves permission to go out and explore their sexuality, or maybe they've never told, they've told themselves a story that they don't have access to some of the things that we're, we're sharing here. That's the story. What would you tell? What would you, what would you, how would you invite somebody who is curious, but maybe afraid or has no idea even where to begin into their own journey of discovering um, themselves through these worlds? That's such a good question. There's so many places to start. <laughs> um, you know, like what came to mind when you were asking that question is just like a simple practice every morning when you first open your eyes of tuning into your senses. So like, what is it that you smell? What do you taste? What do you feel on your skin? Mm. What do you hear? Like, what is your perception bringing to your mind? like even five minutes of, of sensation based meditation puts you into a space of feeling in your body where this sexual energy moves and how it moves through us. You know, you can go take a Tantra class. You can, you know, find one online. You know, I'm sure you have classes. I have classes like any, I would say any starting point is, is the perfect place. And to use your vulnerability as, um, as a gift, because a lot of times people will approach, you know, conscious sexuality from an ego place or, or at least from a place where they feel shut down, but they're too afraid to say they feel shut down. And then they don't actually get the juice of what's possible for them. So I would say like, go with vulnerability and be willing to share where you are stuck as you start to explore, because you will receive the most benefit from that. Mm, so good. And I, and I, and I asked this question because it, it is like, it's everywhere, you know, there's, yeah. there's no wrong way. And I, and, and you and I both know that and to have that, like, be just, just a reminder for anybody who's here listening, like yeah. wherever you start, whether you pick up a book or whether you, whether you research you or me or whatever it is, yeah. it's just, start somewhere. And I think when you were speaking, what I really um, tuned into was when at the beginning of this conversation, you said, um, 
it's like I'm being guided. First, I just was guided to sit underneath this goddess. Then I was guided by a book. Now I'm in meditation and I'm guided there. It's like when you just start to become present and you're exercising the beginning of like, you don't need anything else in the beginning. Just become aware. Just start to tune in. Just start to ask. When you start to open up your own channel, just by the fact of intention, like you shared, then all of a sudden the portal opens and everything starts flowing your way. And this is how we begin to become guided and allowing spirit to move us rather than us thinking we have to do everything all the time. Oh, so brilliant. And, And it's so true because I think our curiosity and our desire and our passion are, are like little keys that unlock the door. Cause for me, like synchronicities are sacred alignment. Like if you have a thought like, oh, I'm thinking about this person. And then all of a sudden they call you that happens to people all the time. And that's like a little whisper from, you know, the higher power, like, Hey, you are more magic than you think. And like the doorway to my sexual practices open because I couldn't orgasm with partners. And I was like, fuck, I need to do something about this. And my friend gave me a book and like, I read the book and then these weird things started happening where you know, a man on a bus walked up to me in Seattle one day and gave me a ring. And I was like, hmm, I just started reading this book. What's this about? And then I made a phone call and this woman's program was X amount of money. And I showed up at work that day and I got a surprise raise and a bonus. So I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to follow the breadcrumb trails of my path. And for me, that's how my whole life has unfolded ever since is like following the breadcrumb trails of like, hmm, someone told me about this thing and then three people mentioned it to me in the next week. I think I'm going to follow that, you know? Yes. 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 So beautiful. And I love that. That's like kind of what we get to leave people with is just this awareness of the magic that is all around when you become aware. And sometimes I feel like we get so stuck in the mind and where we think we need to go that we constrict our ability to open up and to receive what's actually wanting to come through, which might be something completely different than you ever even thought was possible. Oh, I know me too. I, I look forward to when we get to connect again, either when you're here or on backstate side. Um, yeah, I love that. I would love that. And anything you and Sprout are doing, let us know. We'd love to share it with our newsletters and, and people. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much, sweetheart. Well, tell, let's tell my audience how they can find you. Like how can they find yeah. your, your, all of the things I know you're on Instagram. You have a website, I'm sure. Like how yeah. do people connect with you? Okay. Thank you. Um, so my Instagram is sensual alchemistress. Um, nice. Yes, for classes, you can visit tantrany.com. If you're interested in working with me privately, either in tantra healing sessions or coaching or Reiki, uh, it's radiantecstasy.com. Mm. And then my jewelry can be found on laurenharkness.com. <laughs> And I'm currently working on one website that has everything on it, but that's yet to be. <laughs> the integrated masterpiece. Yes. It will come soon. Be ready. But for now, yeah. you can for now, I think four that, websites. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's beautiful too, because one of the last things that just wants to come through in this moment is that we are always evolving. And like Lauren Harkness meets the the sexual alchemist meets the tantric, you know, it's like and 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 so it's so beautiful to understand that like what we once were doesn't mean that we are no longer but it means that we get to expand into all these other layers of ourselves of who we are becoming and I think that that's so beautiful that you have all these different assets that people can you know reset re reconnect to you on so thank you thank you for doing all the work and thank you for this lovely conversation and yeah so thank you for all the work you do and all the magic you bring to this world
Beautiful. All right, you guys. Well, I will leave all of the details in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. If you want to check out with Lauren, please do. And I will see you guys next time on the show. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content, and together we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.